Hello, universe. This is Gold Podcast. I'm Les. And this is Doug. And, and we, we are genuinely out actively lifting society. Hello, world. And welcome to another episode of Goals Podcast. With everything going on in the world in the aftermath of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd's death, movements have been sparked across the globe. During that, a young CEO by the name of Caval Williams tried to take a knee, and when his superiors told him no, he quit his job, even though he had a baby on the way. Went outside and stood with protesters, and a video of him went viral, talking about his story. We had a chance to interview him, and we're going to cut over and let you see what happened now. All right, we got Caval Williams with us today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, you are a, a big inspiration for some people that may have not seen it. Not sure how you didn't, but uh, when everything happened with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and the protests started happening, uh, this young man worked for the Oklahoma County Sheriff's Department, requested to take a knee, and uh, then in doing so, his bosses told him no, and he decided to protest. So welcome to the show, brother. I thank you for taking your time to be here. Wow. Just wanted to give you a chance to, to tell your side of the story and address some of the, the questions that are out there. Definitely. First off, I want to say uh, congratulations. You're, you uh, were having a baby during the time that you sure. decided not to work anymore. And now your baby's <laughs> yes, here. Sir. So you got a what, baby boy? Yes, I have a son. All right. Congratulations. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. What's, uh, what's your son's name? Uh, his name is Armani. Armani Princeton Williams. A lot of people ask me what Armani means. Uh, Armani means power and free man. So that's why I gave him that name. And that's, hey, that's it. That's beautiful, that's bro. Beautiful. We uh we that have is- a, a meaning behind every one of our kids' mm-hmm. names. We got four. One of our daughters' names is Imani, which actually means faith. So I, I know gotcha. exactly what you mean. <laughs> just to, just to get everything kind of clear before we really jump into questions, uh, we wanted to be able to get you a chance to. Can you kind of state what your title was for the uh, the sheriff's department? Because it seems like there's confusion. Like some people have reports saying you're a police officer. Some said you're a corrections officer. So you want to just clarify what your title was and how that all works there? Yes. I, I was a correction officer at the Oklahoma Sheriff's Department. Uh, basically, what I do, is, basically, I'm going to say I'm a law enforcement inside of this, you know. You know uh, I'm, I I did pat down. So that means when uh, people came into the jail, I made sure they had nothing on them, you know, pat them down, go to the system. I also did bonds. So that means, you know, when people are getting out of jail, I'm the one who types it up, puts it in the system, see their charges, write that up. And a lot of people got to get the mistake of police officer because it's the sheriff's department. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of police officers and deputies that work in the jail also. So, you know, when they get off of work at, in, you know, outside, right. they come into the jail and now our CEOs also. So that's that's just where the miscommunication became. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, Kaval, will you just kind of start at the beginning and let us know what took place? What was it? For one, you were a correction officer. So, yes, what took place from from the evening on Memorial Day that George Floyd was murdered? What was your experience from that point on as a CO leading up to you no longer being a CO? Um, from that from that day, you know, we had TVs off. So, you know, the inmates wouldn't be able to see that and get wild, wild up and stuff like that. So it, it was really, it was really regular inside the jail. But because, you know, a lot of my coworkers didn't talk about the death. They didn't talk about, you know, anything like that. And I was just like, So it was know, like business confused. as usual. It, it was probably yeah. hard for you yeah. to go to wow. work every day being a black man and then see what's going on and nobody talking about it or discussing it. It, it, it was definitely, definitely in Oklahoma. You know, yeah. <laughs> so it was just like, okay. So, you know, while I'm there, I'm just like, okay, like, it's just regular. Okay, that's cool. So June 1st, uh, that's when we didn't know that protesters were coming to the jail. Okay. We didn't know that. So, you know, they kind of caught us off guard. Mm. So, you know, the night the night before that, before June 1st, there, there was a lot of protesters being arrested and being brought into our jail. Gotcha. You know, and every now and then I would make the joke like, "Don't don't worry about it. You'll get out of here in a little bit, and you'll you'll see me. I'm a, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna change my clothes, and I'm gonna protest with you guys. Right. You know, just trying to make them you know laugh, right. and, you know, have a good time. And like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry you got arrested, but I support what you guys do. And we had 
these protesters on a 10-hour hold. So that means they don't go, they change their clothes, they don't go upstairs, they just sit in one cell for 10 hours and leave. You know? Oh, okay, so they're not so, even you know, booking them or nothing. Or wait, were they getting booked? No, no, not really. No fingerprints, nothing like that. Just sitting there for 10 hours. Um, so, you know, that happened. You know, I, I tried to chat, chat it up with them a little bit, you know, see why they were protesting, you know. Boom. So that night was kind of hectic because I think, you know, they got the call. We got the call and it was like, we're bringing in 32 protesters. And we're like, what? Like, wow. I, like right now, like 32 people. Wow. wow. Okay. That's so, you know, my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they was calling for upstairs, anyone that needed that wasn't doing something to come down and help with the pat downs and help with this and help with that, you know. So stuff started getting a little bit crazy, a little bit crazy. Um, I went home that day. I went home that day and, you know, I, I felt something. Like, I felt like, dang, like, you know. So on my drive home, sorry, someone's texting me. On my drive home, you know, I was thinking about the, the, the case and everything that was happening. I was just like, okay. All right, I guess. Okay. But 10 minutes, I get off at 1030. I got the call about 1045 that they needed help. And I'm like, okay, I'm only 10 minutes away. I'll go back and help, you know? So I turn my car around and I come in. And before that, before it got too crazy, you know, I parked my car in the front and I see people and the protests fall into the ground and, you know, coughing because, you know, mm. they've been shot with the you know, smoke grenade. Right. So here I am with my uniform on, but I didn't have my shirt on. I just had my, you know, my belt and everything like that. And I, I took my, uh, my badge off when I, when I say my badge, it's basically, it says my identification and it's my ID to get in and out of the jail and around cells. Right. Okay. So, you know, I took that off, threw it in the car. And, you know, I was trying to lift people up and tell them, don't, don't, don't put milk in your eyes. Just keep blinking. Try to make yourself cry, you know, trying to pull them away, you know, trying to build them up, blah, blah, blah. So does and the milk get actually help then or it does not? I, I don't, I don't believe that milk helps. No, okay. Okay. not at all. <laughs> I didn't mean to get off topic, but I, I see everybody always doing the yeah, milk thing. Yeah, when so. I was, when I was yeah. up there and they were protesting, that's what everybody had to use when they were shooting Yeah, people, us, people so. do milk, people do water. I don't think it helps. I think the only thing that does help is time. And you know, blinking. It's nighttime, so you know right. we wasn't getting wind. But when it happened, when I first had it, you know, they told you to look towards the wind, so the wind would obviously blowing oh, the eyes, okay. so you could tear up. Yep. So you got to just keep blinking, basically. So you know, I'm telling people that, and I'm dragging people from the smoke, you know, like so you know they nothing happens to them, and that's when I see some of my coworkers start to come outside, start to come outside. And I'm not going to lie, as as me doing everything, there's this one shot that happened and I couldn't breathe myself. Wow. And I was <laughs> coughing and I'm coughing and I try to go back in the car and I'm like, damn, this is the dumbest decision I could do because now my whole car smells like it. And I'm just <laughs> coughing in the car, and, you know, so I get out. I'm like, gosh, 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 they're like, Williams, Williams, get up here, get up here. I'm like, okay, cool. So I just got up there. I, I didn't grab my shirt. You know, I didn't even get to grab the badge. So, you know, now we're up there and we're talking and we're talking and they're like, you know, as we're talking and they're saying what, what our plans is for the night, you know? So they're like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get shields. We're going to stand in front of the jail. We're going to make sure that these people do not, you know, hit us or come up here. If they, if they excuse me, if they come, we push back with our shields and this is what we need you to do. Okay. All right. Cool. Whatever. So pretty much the riot gear type stuff with the shields and everything we've been seeing. Yes, but uh, how my how this deal works? I think every deal works like that. It's something called the cert team. Okay. The cert team is on call twenty four hours. Oh. Um, you can't join the cert team unless you've been there for a year. That's something I want to do because you know they're they're the ones who like you know if we feel like. Uh, it may has contraband in his cell. They're the ones who who goes and do that. If there's a riot, they're the ones who dress up in the gear and do that. You know what I mean? Okay. So you got to do a lot more. You got a little more flexibility, almost like a SWAT for the jail, right? Basically, that's a, basically what it is. But I wasn't on that team because I haven't been there for a year, so I shouldn't have been outside with the shield in the first place. I feel you. Oh, wow. So how long had you been there by then? I've been here for six months now. Gotcha. Okay. okay. And there's a lot of people who were outside that shouldn't have been outside with a shell. Didn't have mm. proper training or anything? Uh, not even proper training. 
you're not on a cert team. If you're not on a cert team, you shouldn't have that shield. Got you. Okay. And, and, and why I, I talk about the cert team is because just going forward in that day, when I asked to take a knee and they told me no after I quit, blah, 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 blah. Somebody texted me and said, honestly, you're not on the cert team, so you shouldn't even be outside wanting to take a knee. Then I'm like, if I'm not on the cert team, then I shouldn't be outside holding a shield either. Right. right. What's, you, what's the mm, difference no. between taking a knee and <laughs> if you still, if something's wrong, something's wrong, right? It, wow. it, it was just confusing me. I but okay, you. so we're outside, we're outside and we're, you know, we're holding it and we're listening. I, I'm not going to, I don't know where this guy was from, but he was like a, a bigger, a bigger head up, you know, like. He knew what, like, to, he was telling his guys, I need you guys here. I need you guys here. So I'm like, wow, okay, I like him. He, he's cool. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, like, we're just holding the shield. It's like, honestly, I couldn't believe it. Like I said, this is my dream job. So, like, me doing this, like, felt so, like, surreal. Like, wow, right. like, this is cool. So, you know, we're, hold, we're holding our positions. We're holding our positions. And, I, you know, the whole time I, I have two people next to me. And I'm like, hey, uh, you know, they're talking and the protesters are in front of us. I'm like, hey, I think we should take a knee. Not listening to anything I'm saying, not listening to anything I'm saying. Mm. And and then I went over to the right, you know, because we're all standing in a line. I'm like, hey, I think we should take a knee. They just want us to listen. I think taking a knee would show that we're listening, you know, and let them know not paying attention to what I'm saying. So were any of the people that in your line next to you people of color or or were they white guys? Uh, or does it, I mean, it doesn't really matter. On the right of me, I had a white guy. On the left of me, I had one of my captains and one of my corporals, two black people. Okay. And, you know, the corporal is the one who responded. He was like, ah, oh, nah. He's like, we're taking a knee. What is that going to do? Right. I'm like, it's going to it's, it's, like, do a lot. I mm-hmm. promise you, it's going to do a lot. And so this is and, probably before you know, police departments across the country started doing the, the taking a knee as they yes. had the protesters. So, so you was already yes. forward thinking. I felt like that that was just, you know, I didn't agree when they didn't let Kaepernick take a knee. So I'm like, you know what, let's take a knee. Maybe <laughs> it's a good time, you know? <laughs> so I tried to do it. And they, they were just like struggling me off, you know, not even maybe because of what was happening at the time. They wasn't really listening to what I was saying. You know, there's a mm. whole bunch of protesters in front of us. He's were they attacking us, watch you this at side, that time? No, they wasn't attacking. It, it was just really... They're just really talking, you know, just really talking and like, you know, crying. And I think that's what got to me. You know, the one the one lady, the one girl was telling us about how, you know, officers killed their brother and that she came into the jail and that no one really cared about what she was talking about. Mm. And, you know, she started crying and breaking down. And I feel like that's what had got to me, you know, and made me feel some type of way. It's like, wow, I hear you. I, I hear your story, you know. Right. So. I'm telling them, let's take a knee, let's take a knee. And, you know, they're struggling me off. So I'm saying, all right, maybe because what's happening right now, they're not focused on me, you know. So there's a news clip. I don't even know where to find a news clip. But it gets to a point where this guy is trying to tell the protesters, y'all need to calm down. These are not the officers. Y'all need to calm down. And the protesters start to hit on him. And I step out of my line and someone pulls me back. Because that was just, you know, I wanted, I felt like, you know, he was trying to kind of protect us. You know what I mean? So I felt like our job was to protect him, you know? Right. But. You can't step out of that line. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So also in the news, I start, I start to uh, pace back and forth between that line because it's, I, I'm like, I want to take me. This is what I want to do. So I start to pace and you, you can see it in the news clip. I, I don't know what channel it was on. I think five. But you can see in the news clip me pacing back and forth. Uh, so, you know, that night happened and, you know, I'm calling my friend like in that line. You know, I got my Apple Watch. I'm calling him. I'm like, bro, FaceTime me. FaceTime me. And he FaceTime me. I'm like, look, bro, I'm in a line, bro. This is cool as hell. Like, this is lit. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, wow, that's cool. That's cool. I got to do that. And, you know, there was this one girl. She stood up the line and she was like, and you over there. You're, excuse my language, you're fake as fuck. And I'm like, oh, shit. I know yeah. she's talking about me. She's like, no, you're fake because you was just out here helping us. And now you went back to them. It looks like you care about your job more than you care about us. And, oh. you know, I just wanted to talk. Like, that's not, that's not it. Right. Yeah. Like, that's not it. But, you know, I, I just, honestly, I just put my head down. And, you know, I was a little ashamed of, you know, that. 
but you know she she calling me out was, was a big was a big you know film so i was supposed to leave at 10 30 i didn't end up leaving until about six o'clock 5 30 at night that night okay. in the morning uh, i went home i showered you know i went back i went straight to sleep i was tired um i was supposed to be at work at two o'clock i didn't get to work till 2 30 because all these roads were barricaded up and stuff like that and you know while i got into work and went to employee entrance these these people are now they're ready we're, we're ready now because you know they're, they're just big big SWAT teams and Gatorades going and they've been here all night and I'm like whoa it's some movie shit like wow okay cool <laughs> <laughs> like I was like wow so you know they're ready but that night the night before I'm sorry it's, it was super hectic because these uh the rioters busted down windows and we were in the front entrance the rioters went to the back entrance and start throwing rocks and stuff at employees' cars, you know, and was messing up the cars and stuff like that. So it, it, what we took it was these rioters are very, very violent, you know what I mean? But how I took it was, no, these rioters just really want to be heard, you know? But, okay, go forward to the next day. Uh, they're starting to, you know, build things and build things and they got enough, you know, the cert team is putting on their stuff. And so I asked one of them, I'm like, where were you guys yesterday? He's like, man, I was, I was sleeping. My phone was off. Oh, okay. And I just left that alone, you know, putting on, putting on riot gear. Um, there's two black officers in the jail that I asked that day. I said, hey, how do y'all feel about the protest? Excuse my language once, once nah, again. You're, you're good, he, bro. He said, <laughs> he said, I could give a fuck about the protest. It don't affect me. Wow. wow. And, uh, and I just looked at him like, I expected that from you. And he's like, what you mean? I'm like, the way you move. I'm like, let me ask you a question. He's like, what's up? I'm like, you lived in Oklahoma your whole life? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, never mind. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. Right. He's like, no, nah, Williams, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm like, it's okay. Don't even worry about it. And I asked someone else, uh, and I asked him, I'm like, how do you feel about the protest? He's like, man, I feel like what they're doing is completely right. Um, you know, it, it, it affects us and it affects everyone. But he didn't hear me ask the other guy you know so him talking mm. about him it affected him showed me he cared you know right he's like yeah you know it affected it, it affects us and oh, i'm sorry it happened and i wish it didn't and i i just wish change could come you know so i'm like okay that's cool that's cool boom so that whole day i was an argument after argument after argument with people because you know my office is here and there's another office right here but the door is open and I hear these ladies talking about how these rioters are not doing it the right way and they need to go to go to F home and blah, blah. You know, so I stepped in. I said, excuse me, man. Like, what, what are you saying? Why are they not going about it the right way? And she's like, no, 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 please, please trust me. I understand that this is a, a white female, you know? Right. She's like, I, I understand. I'm like, you don't. She's like, I do. I'm part Native American. So I understand. I'm just like. So she, she thought by saying that. She had, <laughs> she understood. You know? right. She had the brownie point. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, okay, okay, go go ahead. Let's 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 talk. You know. So I guess the conversation got so heated that instead of telling us to to lower our tone or you know to stop, one of the ladies, one of the, the, the this is one of the sergeants. She went and got one of the white sergeants went and got one of the white captains to come here and tell us we can't be together right now and we need to be separated. And she, she, and, and then like an hour later, I went to go get food and came back. And the lady that I was arguing with said, Oh, captain said, this is a line and we can't pass this. We can't talk while oh, this wow. is going on. And I'm just like, that's crazy. So I'm you like, can't okay, have that's conversations. Cool. Okay. I can see that's maybe, Oh, if y'all are going to okay. be angry or too heated, maybe just stay away from each other for a while. When, when the captain came, when the captain came, she said, Oh yeah, oh, what's going on? I'm like, we're having a conversation. That's what she said also. She's like, we're having a conversation. She's like, oh, people are telling me that you guys are arguing. I'm like, it's not an argument. We're just talking. Right. And, you know, I, I, I said, I left it alone. Cool. But what this lady was saying wasn't making, you know, any sense to me because she's like, oh, these riders, they're just doing it to loot and they're just doing it to vandalize things and blah, blah, blah. And I said, she said, she said, I, I'm trying to think about the words she said. She said, you're having a kid soon, right? I said, yeah. She said, if your kid, I think she said, if your kid was doing something bad, I, I'm trying, I, I don't remember how she worded it, 
but I remember my response to it. I said, any attention is better than no attention. If my kid is doing bad and he, he, he's like, before he does something bad, he's pulling on my pants, he's pulling on my pants and I'm not paying no attention to him and he go break something. I can't beat him for that. Mm. We was trying to talk to you and you wasn't listening to us. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So she's like, I get, I guess I understand, I guess, but you, there's other ways to do it. I'm like, what ways? Captain, it took a knee. You guys didn't like that. Kevin Durant spoke up. You said, shut up and dribble a basketball. You didn't like that. Right. How else can we talk? She's like, I'm just saying there's other ways. I'm like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk to you. Like, never mind. So that was one conversation I got into. Then I got into three more arguments about it. So it got to a point where me and another CEO, her name is she's white. And, and the thing about it, why I feel like it was so strong is because me and always crash heads we don't like each other okay. at all okay. for whatever reason we don't like each other and i don't know what what happened that day but me and both looked at each other i was like we should go take a knee we should make a sign we should hold it outside we should go take a knee and this is the and one that she like, never got along with right <laughs> never got along with That's hated beautiful. her she hated me i was just like wow okay let's do it you know so we're we're going around the jail looking for cardboard to make a sign blah 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 we ended up couldn't find it, couldn't find a cardboard. We're like, all right, come on, we out, we gonna go take the knee. So our office, basically, like I said, one of my jobs is to take bonds so inmates can come out of jail. Okay. My office was closed because obviously the jail was on lockdown. No one in, no one out. So that means no one could get bonded out. So my office is closed. So that gives me the leeway to go do whatever I want in the jail. You know, go help out here, go help out upstairs, go go take a lunch for seven hours, whatever I want to do. <laughs> Okay. So me and decided, okay, since our office is closed, let's go outside. Let's go take a knee. So as me and walks to the door, there's a lady, I guess, I don't even know who she is. Maybe the captain of the cert team. She was standing in front of the door. Excuse my language. Her words was, if you're coming outside to be fucking nosy, take your ass back inside. Right. And me and just looked at each other like, who she talked? Okay, whatever. <laughs> went back, went back to the office. So I'm like, damn, you ain't really care that much, but cool. I thank you for even trying with me. You know what I mean? So that's exactly. when, that's when she said that to me, I walked out like through the, cause that was the front entrance. I walked out through the back entrance and I sat, I sat on, on the back of my car and, you know, I, I text my girlfriend and I said, babe, like, you know, I really want to stand up for what I believe in and they're trying to make it hard. You know, it took her some time to, to respond. I called my aunt and I said, hey, auntie, this is what I want to do. She did not support anything I was saying. She's like, hell no, get your ass back in there. You need this job. You got a baby coming. She's like, you want to sit here and stand up for something that's not going to change. It's been going on for years and years. It's like, okay. And my aunt is like my best mm -hmm. friend. You know, I, I go to her for everything. So I never, I never, ever thought she would respond like that. You know, so I hung up the right. phone and even now we crash heads because I'm like, auntie, why did you give me that? Like, why did you tell me that? I didn't expect that from you. You know what I mean? She's like, she's like, I'm older than you. I see more. It's not going to change. You know, you're fighting for something that just won't change. I'm like, you know what, auntie, let me tell you why it's not going to change. All these pro protests that you guys did, you guys did it the Martin Luther King way. The generation we have now, we're doing it the Malcolm X way. You guys wanted us to come together and you guys were peaceful. I'm like, that's why Trayvon Martin didn't go so viral because it was peaceful. Now that it's not peaceful, people are looking at us. Like I said, any attention is better than no attention. So now that the eyes are on us, now that's time where we speak up. And, you know, she said, that's yeah, right. That, that, that's right. She said, that's right. And that was it. But for her giving me that information, you know, I'm not going to lie. I cried. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to go home. I'm going to just go back inside and I'm going to do my job. So I put my belt back on and, you know, I go back inside. And as I'm going in, I see my captain there. I'm like, hey, Captain, what's up? She's like, what's wrong, Williams? I'm like, I'm not having such a good day. She's like, why? I'm like, what happens if I go home? She's like, what time are you supposed to go home? I'm like, 1030. Uh, but I want to go home now. It was only like maybe four o'clock. She's like, why do you want to go? Why do you want to go home? I'm like, because you guys are not hearing what I'm trying to say. You guys are never trying to hear what I'm trying to say. And, I, and I'm getting very aggravated. So who do I have to talk to to go home? She's like, you can't go home. I'm like, okay, who do I have to talk to to go outside and take a knee? She's like, I don't have the authority to do that. So you have to go talk to Captain uh, in the front. So when she said that, I'm like, okay, then I'll just talk to you. And I left. Is that the, is that the captain that told you 
to go back? No, that did. That the, the lady that told me to go back, she's the captain of the thirteen. The captain that gotcha. when I came back, she's my captain. So I go through her to do anything. You know what I mean? So once she told me that, she said, I don't have authority to tell you to go outside. You have to talk to a bigger captain. I said, what the hell are you here for? I thought you were, whatever. <laughs> and I walked away. As I walked away, I walked really fast. She's an older lady. So I guess she was following me, but got there a little slower. So when I got there, I told the, the captain of the search team, I said, my captain told me to tell you to move from this door and go call Captain so I could come talk to him. She was like, what is She's like, okay, boom, 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 boom. She went to him, I think, you know, like she got back in like three seconds. She went to him, came back. She said, Captain said, what does this contain? I said, well, I don't feel like I need to tell you what it contains because you don't respect what I want to do anyway. Get Captain right. You know, and that's when Captain sh- my captain came and said, Williams, what's wrong? I'm like, I want to go outside. You just told me to go get Captain. Sh- so stop talking to me. I don't need to talk to you. And that's when the certain captain said, that's not the way to talk to your captain. I'm like, I'm honestly, I don't care who's my captain. who's not my captain. I want to do something and y'all not listening to nothing I'm saying. So I, I think I was rude. A lot of emotions were coming in. You know, I didn't want to start crying. So I'm just telling it like, go and get go and get captain like that's what i want to talk to she's like what are you what is the concern i'm like i want to take a knee she was like well captain said he doesn't have time to talk to you because you want to take a knee i said okay he doesn't have time i said okay here's my badge that that's the id card i said here's my badge here's the no i just said here's my badge i won't be coming back as i'm walking she's like williams i'm like what She's like, oh, don't forget your pepper spray, too. I'm like, I don't give a damn about this pepper spray. Here it is. Gave her the pepper spray, <laughs> and I left. She's like, oh, and if you don't bring your uniform back, you won't get paid. I'm like, you think I can Stop talking to me. And I just left. Uh, after right. I left, you know, like I said, it, the protest was right in front of my job. So it only took me about mm. two minutes to get to the protest. So, you know, as I'm in, as I'm in my car, you know, I'm crying because I, I know, like, you know, my girlfriend's parents would be mad at me because this is me and her only source of income. You know what I mean? So I'm just telling her like, babe, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just needed to stand up for what I believed in. And she said, I support you hundred percent. And that right there just made me, you know, I stopped tearing up. I got out the car. Um, as soon as I got out the car, you know, I guess I still had, I, I took my belt and my shirt off, but I guess people, you know, see the correction pants and boots. They know where I work. You know what I mean? Right. So I was like, man. So she, she, somebody came out, she was getting out the car right with me. And she's like, are you okay? It looks like you've been crying. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. She's like, are you a correction officer? I'm like, yeah, I was two minutes ago. She's like, can I record you? I'm like, no, ma'am. Like, it, it's still fresh. I don't want anyone to record me. I still, I'm still trying to get over what just happened, you know? She's like, okay. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'm like, all right, thank you. So maybe about being there for about 45 minutes, you know, just protesting, 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 you know, the news was actually, hey, can we record you? I'm like, no, I'm cool. I don't want to talk to any news. No, I'm cool. Because my, my, my what I wanted to do was I just wanted my job to hear me. You know what I mean? I honestly thought I could go get my job back. I just wanted them to hear me. I ain't gonna care. I just wanted them to hear me. Like, yo, you didn't stand up for you didn't let me stand up for what I believe in. So I had to leave. But you know, I love my job and I'm a good worker. So let me get my job back. That's not how things work. That's not how it went. So I didn't even think like that. I'm not gonna get my job back. You know, that's not how it went. But uh maybe about 40 minutes, an hour protesting, someone asked to record me, you know, and not even, not even uh, one of the officers, the officers had came over, but he was an officer that was not in my jail. He was just a regular officer. So they was asking him questions. I'm like, hey, let me ask you a question. If they told you that you couldn't take a knee, how would you feel? What would you do? He's like, no one can't tell me I can't do something. I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. And that right there told me that what I did was completely right. You know, so I so I started tearing up again. And, you know, everyone around me was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, you know, I, I explained my story and, you know, someone was recording. Me. And, you know, she said, uh, I didn't get everything. Can I record you again? And it was a regular person. It wasn't the news sources because I didn't want to go to big news sources and not get my job back. You know what I mean? But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this little girl want to record me on her phone. This video ain't going to go nowhere. Why not? 
So, I, you know, I took the video, you know, I, I let her take it, told her my story, blah, blah, blah. Kept going about my day. I think I got home at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. I was protesting the whole time. You know, a lot of, I got a lot of coworkers, maybe like one of my best friends uh, text me. He's like, bro, you're going viral on Twitter. I'm like, what? I don't even have Twitter. What are you, what are you talking about, bro? Viral for what? <laughs> He's like, bro. Like, bro, 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 you're going viral. He sent me a link. It was like, oh, download Twitter, blah, blah, blah. So I downloaded it, made it Twitter. And like, it was at like a lot of views. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm definitely not getting my job back. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> so like, you know, I'm looking at, you know, my dad is calling me. And my mom's calling me. And everyone's calling me. My dad's like, I don't support what you did. My mom's like, I support what you did. So a lot of my, you know. So I came in that night, maybe 8 o'clock. My, me and my girlfriend have our own house, but, you know, because of the baby, she was staying at her parents' house. So I came over here, you know, to pick her up. And I guess her mom, just she was sitting on the couch. I guess she just knew something was wrong. She's like, she's like, uh, I had quit on Monday. I'm off Mondays and Tuesdays. So I'm like, okay, I got a whole day. Oh, it was a Sunday. Sorry. So I had Monday and Tuesday. So I'm like, I don't got to let her know I quit. You know, I'm off. She's not going to think nothing, you know? So I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I'm like, nothing, nothing. I'm just a little emotional at the riot. She was like, oh, I was expecting that you were going to come home much later like you did yesterday because of the riot. I'm like, nah, I was so great. They just let me go early, you know? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm like, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So the day went and, you know, my, my, my girlfriend knew what happened, you know, but she didn't say anything. She's like, you know, she's like, I know you're going to tell them when you want to tell them. I'm like, all right. So, you know, Monday came, I just went about the day, you know, but I'm checking social media, like, wow, 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 this is crazy, this is crazy. Tuesday came, and I told her mom, I said, mom, can I talk to you? She's like, yeah, of course, of course. Went to the room, I said, listen, I know you're going to be mad at me for what I did. I know you're going to be completely mad at me. I just want you to know I'm sorry. This is what I was supposed to do. And I explained to my story, and she said, I support it. I support what you did. And I did not think she was going to support it at all. You know, I thought she was going to be mad at me. She said, I support you. I support what you did. I support everything. And I'm just like, wow, you know, I appreciate that. That's cool. So after that, I don't know why. I don't know why. My girlfriend made a post on Twitter talking about, I support my boyfriend 100%. And we have a baby doing 10 days. That just made the video skyrocket even more. So now everyone is just like, oh, he has a BB and he quit his job. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. You know, like over five million views. Yes. And I'm just like, wait, mm-hmm. time out, pause, hold up. I'm not gonna get my job back. Y'all bugging. <laughs> like, you still thinking about your baby, right? <laughs> I'm like, yo, take that video now. Like, y'all crazy. <laughs> so it just happened like that. The, the girl that posted the video, me and her are not like best friends. Her name is Allie. And like, we're just so cool. And it's like, you know, I didn't know her from a can of paint, you know? I just got here, I just got to Oklahoma from New York in January, and I've been working like crazy, so I don't know anyone, I didn't have no time to go out and meet anyone, you know what I mean? So it was just work, work, work. Like I said, I love my job. I didn't care about being at work, I loved it. But, you know, at, like, you know, at going to protests and all of this, this feels like it's so, everything is just like, wow, it's so surreal. And then like, I wanted to protest, you know, I came and everyone just started clapping. I'm talking about it's like 400 people there and they're just screaming my last name. Will Yums. Well, I'm like, oh no. You know, so I start breaking down, yeah. crying again. I'm just like, man, y'all got me looking big and soft, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so that happened. Beautiful. But with that, there was a lot of negative comments. But the negative comments, the negative comments I seen was coming from people in my department. And it was getting mm. me mad, you know. I had a captain tell me, oh, no one ever asked to take a knee, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I asked to take a knee. It just didn't get to you because this person I had at the door didn't want to delay my message. And I didn't want to push her out the way. And then I get in trouble for pushing her out the way. You know what I mean? So it's You're like- still trying to keep your job. Like, so it's like, <laughs> I, so I commented and I'm like, man, what are you talking about? I did. I did. I asked multiple people to take a knee and they wasn't listening to me. So that's not my fault that the message didn't get to you. Maybe if it got to you, you would have let me take a knee. But honestly, the situation could have been totally different. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Then I had another person from the search team tell me that, sorry, that they had snipers on the roof and that the search team had an X on their back and I didn't have that. So if 
if if I didn't have that, then blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, that's all she could have explained. Not if you're being nosy, take your ass back inside. You know what I mean? If she right. explained that to me, 100%, I would be like, okay. And I would see what I, what I had to do to get that excellent back. You know what I mean? But then another person, another another person, and it's crazy because he messaged me saying, bro, I see your video go viral. I appreciate what you did. You know, with me being, he's really an officer. He's like, with me being a okay. black officer, people are not trying to listen to me. I think that we should come together and make a video since you got this, you know, support behind you. I'm like, that's to- I'm fine with that. Let's do it. I'm like, there's a lot yeah. of, I'm like, there's a lot of protests going on. How about you come down to this protest with me and let me show the people that, you know, this is what you want to do. Two days pass, two days pass. And he, he made a status. He goes, if Williams really cared about taking a knee, he would have took a knee inside his office. Mm-hmm. And I responded, dot, 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 dot. You're basically saying if protesters cared about this protest, they would make signs and stand in front of their TV and protest in their room. That's what, you, <laughs> that's what you're telling me right now. That's what you're telling me right now. He's like, no, I'm just saying if you really cared, why do you care about who saw it? I'm like, because... My job that I would, my, what I felt like my job was to do with either with not me being a police officer was to show them that all law enforcement officers were not bad. That's why I wanted to take the knee. Just like someone made a comment, oh, if he wanted to protest, he could have took off. I did not want to protest. That's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to show respect to these protesters. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are still not understanding. But that's. So I just want to. Cl- Can I just clear that up, too? Because I think, so from what I'm hearing, you just wanted to be heard. You tried to take it to the appropriate people. They would not listen to you. Now you're getting all the backlash and, you know, stories here and there. But what it boils down to is you wanted to be out there in solidarity with the protesters in your uniform to show that you understand and you're, you know, like you said, uh, all officers are not bad people. You understand. And I think that's where the miscommunication, of course, with mainstream media. And that's why we actually appreciate that you didn't go with the local news stations because (laughs) They construe everything. And so, and that's why we wanted you to be able to get your story out to us as well. No, definitely. So I think definitely. That's it, it, it's crazy because the viral, the video went viral with a sign that I was holding that said, I think white voices, black feelings or whatever. That wasn't even my sign. I just picked it up from off the floor. Like, oh, I'm going to protest. Cool. And on the back of it, it said ACAD. And I kept asking like, what's ACAD? What is ACAD? What is ACAD? <laughs> And they're like, all cops are bad. I'm like, I don't want this sign. What the hell? It's not what I'm. It's not what I'm promoting. Like, you know what I right. mean? So someone else get, end up giving me a, that green George Floyd sign. I'm like, all right, I like this one better. This is this is cool. But you know, it's it's like I, I keep telling people. And another reason, you know, why I quit was, you know, I I asked to take a knee, and they told me no. But then when I went into my office and looked on the news, everyone in the front is taking a knee. So I'm just like, mm. so you tell me no, and ten minutes, up. ten minutes, five, five minutes later, now helicopters is above us. Y'all all taking knees and smiling in pictures, and like, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> so but how that's is my the, story? How's the search been for you now uh, to find another? Are you trying to still be in law enforcement? Let me ask that first. I, I am, but it's it's not it's not gonna happen. Uh, I know it's not gonna happen because. Like I said, my girlfriend's uh my girlfriend's brother, he's a correction officer in Arizona. And he said that he followed one of these correction page for like years and years and years. And that my name was on that correction page. And I feel like, yeah, it's over. You're not you're not getting no no job corrections or law enforcement ever again. Like for my name to be on one of those top correction pages, that means everyone knows me. You understand? So you're every time I listed. Every time I put my name in for an application, it's going to be thrown away. And I, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I didn't think about that when I was doing what I did. You know what I mean? So I've been filling out applications, but I, I know nobody's going to get back to me. I think you hit on a, a couple of good things because what we see in the workforce is, you know, you had the conversation with several people and nobody heard you. You, you had one lady take it to 
um, another captain or whatever and who broke y'all up. And then she comes to you and says, all right, this is a line between us. And unfortunately, you see that a lot in the workforce, the systemic racism that starts to happen, you know, that happens. So I think that's your story tells a lot. And we appreciate you coming on here and sharing it for sure. Have you thought of anything else that you wanted to do outside of law enforcement? Because it sounds like that was your dream. What what got you? Yeah, where do you go? What got you wanting to be in corrections in the first place? Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie to you. A lot, a lot got me going to wanting to be corrections. Uh, I'm from New York City, from Brooklyn. People don't like law enforcement. People people do not like police officers. Right. Um. Uh, as a basketball player, I played a lot of basketball. There's this day, like I don't really want to talk about it, but there's this day me and my friend was walking home and you know, my, my friend is, you know, a gangbanger and I'm telling him like, bro, chill, chill. You nice and ball. Like you, you could go far with this job. Like, you know, keep doing it. Like, you know, so he started coming to school and, you know, he started being a man and, you know, we was good. So we got out of school and we had a game and we like, all right, we're going to go to the Chinese spot. I'm starving. Like, you know, boom. So we start walking. And it, school is done, so it's loud. It's loud. Everybody's talking, footsteps running. And I just hear three people running. No paying attention to it. School is done. The last, there was another person. He ran, and I heard this loud, this loud boom. So now I'm down, and I'm like, what the hell was that? That was my friend being shot in his head. And oh, no. uh, when that happened, the guy just kept running. And I'm thinking, like, do I hold this? Do I run after him? No, I'm not going to run after him. He's going to shoot my black ass. Hell no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just, like, holding. I'm just holding him. And I'm just holding his, you know, like, holding his hand, holding my hand on his head. And mm-hmm. it's just, like, I, I couldn't do anything. And, you know, when that came and, you know, cops was questioning us and they said, what happened? I'm like, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I, someone was running. School out. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of people on it. I don't know who it was. They ended up catching him. Uh, he was only 16 years old. He ended wow. up shooting him at 16 years old. And that's what made me wanted to get into juveniles. You know, I wanted to I wanted to be a CEO for juveniles so I can talk to them. After that, that's when I said, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Uh, as I got to Oklahoma, I wasn't 21 at the time. I was only 20. I turned 21 in January. So when I was applying for all these correctional jobs, in juvenile, you had to be 21. So, you know, everyone was telling me, oh, yeah, we're interested, but we can't hire you till you turn 21. And, you know, my in-laws were on my back about me getting a job that I shouldn't wait. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll do the county. Let's, let's see what that's about. And that's how I got into counting. And even when I turned 21, you know, this was more money. This was more benefits. I was still doing the same thing because we have juveniles that stay in the county. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. Uh, I'll do county, and that's what made me get into corrections. Okay. So I have a question with that, just a follow-up, because I have a background in social work. And so I know with you saying law enforcement's out, have you thought about doing anything working with troubled youth, like juveniles who are in the correction system or who are in so, you know, just troubled youth. There's group homes. There's all sorts of things. Have you thought about maybe trying that avenue at all? This uh, is just never, a suggestion because no, of my... Never, no, 100%. I never tried um, doing that. But, you know, I did look about, you know, being a probation officer. And then I was like, oh, you got to go to school and go to college for this long. I'm like, not happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really... I really wasn't a school type of person, you know. I only honestly went to school to play basketball. That's all I went to school for. So I know, like, you know, college is just that's not for me, you know. So when I when I seen a correction job where I could like, you know, strive by my age and you know what I have to offer by you know my height and my weight, that it was that's cool. Like, yeah, I can do this. You know, I can make something like that. Uh, I've always wanted to be a police officer. Uh, my girlfriend's dad is what told me to get to correction just to see how I like it first. I'm like, you know, I really want to be out on the streets. I want to be out on the streets. Even now, you know, he tells me you should go in instead of the jails, go to the prison. And I'm like, yeah, they do make a lot of money, but that's still not what I want to do. I want to see new people every day and talk to these people. You know, I, I want to be that person outside. So that's kind of what I'm still striving for. Maybe it's not going to be in Oklahoma. Maybe I, maybe someone told me, he's like, you can be the cabinet of law enforcement. Yeah, it's either right. you're not going to get a job or you're going to get a job because what you stood for, you know what I mean? Exactly. So yeah. I'm just hoping that someone takes that chance and gives me that job. But no, I haven't thought about what you said, but that's something I definitely should think about. 
It sounds like your uh, your passion is in, in law enforcement. We need more to more people in law enforcement that are going to make a difference versus what we see, because, you know, there are good cops out there. I have family members who are part of the police force. And you, like you said, there is that stigma, because for a long time I was like, I, you're, you're a traitor. Why are you going to work for yeah. police? Yeah. But I didn't understand my I was I was immature in my mentality thinking, oh, he's trying to make a difference. From, from the man. other side, you know. Yeah. So if you're still pursuing that, uh, definitely keep working at it. I think. Um, Thank you. I think what you're doing is commendable. So that's Thank that's you. for sure. Because to when I was your age, I was not strong enough to say, "Hey, um, I'm going to quit doing what I'm doing to to make a stance." Because I probably still had that same mentality as your aunt. What are we doing? I'm going to risk my livelihood for what you're doing. So you are are leaps and bounds ahead of me. By by twenty one, I was married. I had two kids. I was trying to support, so I I understand fully what you what you were doing, and um, you have an opportunity to do great things because of where you are. So, where where what has life kind of been like um, for you and your family after this so far? Uh, life life has been I'm gonna say basically the same because I I, I did have a little bit of money saved up, so you know I. We're not staying at my house, but I'm, we're staying at her parents' house, you know, because we do have a newborn and they're helping us, you know, and they want to see their grandson. But, you know, I'm still paying right there. But it, it's, it's just been the same, but, you know, a little different because, you know, we go to the mall and, you know, my girlfriend has to pull on me like, babe, you can't, you can't get that. You can't get that. But we didn't have, I didn't have that problem before. You know what I mean? Like, right, if I right. want to buy sneakers, I'm going to buy sneakers. Now she's like, <laughs> no, no, you can't, you can't. So it's like, that's, that's the only difference, you know? And then obviously, you know, waking up at two o'clock because we have a newborn waking up at four o'clock because we have a newborn and then you know i made a choice and i got a puppy a couple weeks before my newborn so now he's no longer getting that attention he's getting and now he's going crazy biting everything <laughs> so it's just like I, this this it's cool like you know at first at first i'm like yeah i don't want no kid like i can't do that i'm still selfish but like my son has made me grown in a, just a couple of days because I'm like, this family life is amazing. This feels yeah. awesome. Like, I love it. Like, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's been, the, it's been the same. It's been the same so far. And I guess until I run out of money, but I'm not trying to get to that point. I'm trying to fill out the most applications I can get before, you know, we get to that point. So, but right now everything has been the same. So I also want to touch on that because I know in one of the videos I saw that I have not been able to find, I want to say you were talking to Trick Daddy, was it? Uh, no, Trick Daddy shared it. Uh, I was talking shared to Ice. It. That was an interview that I had just like this one. That I don't know how. Somebody put subtitles on it and the interview went viral also. Okay. And <laughs> Facebook removed it. Like it's nowhere anymore. Yeah, we and can't just, find it. It yes. killed me. Someone messaged me like, bro, I can't find your video. I'm like, look, he's like the interview that went viral. And I'm just like, wow, like, I can't believe my interview also went viral and the video. It was just amazing. But yeah, yeah. go yeah. ahead, well, man. I'm sorry. That's okay. No <laughs> problem. Um, with that video or that interview, I did see where you and your girlfriend were telling people do not send anything to the GoFundMes made. Yes, and that you guys did make your own GoFundMe, which we've shared on our page. Um, and everything else. Is there, what is it that we can help you out with? What is it that, because being a new, a new father, we have four kids, we understand what, you know, and especially not having an income coming in anymore. So what are the main things, if people listening want to be able to help out, what are the main things, the GoFundMe page? And then is it like diapers, wipes, fill us in um, on what? I'm, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you at Please. first. At first, I did not want to make any money from this because I didn't want any negativity at all. Uh, there was, I don't remember his name. He's a rapper. Uh, he, he, he was paying LA. He was paying, um, sorry. He was paying LAPD officers salary. And he, you know, somebody, my video went viral. They're like, I know he's not LAPD. I know he's not LAPD, but when you pay his salary, and he said, I'd be more than welcome to pay his salary. And I responded and said, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to pay my salary. That, that's not what I want. And, you know, 
uh, a lot of people think, what, what, what were you thinking? I'm like, because this is not what I wanted. I, I don't you want didn't want it to be about to- that. Yes. So then again, you know, as I was going to all these protests, everyone's asking, where's your GoFundMe? Where's your GoFundMe? Why are you not making a GoFundMe? And I'm like, I'm not. I just, I'm not. That's not what I stand for. And then it got times where people were making fake GoFundMes and we had to go report that. One of the GoFundMe made like $400. And, you know, my girlfriend's reporting it. My mother-in-law's reporting it. I'm reporting it. You know, her brother's reporting it to get that page now. And it took me to go to another protest. You know, I had to do one of these groups. They had a, 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 a like a party protest, you know, and it was like, you know, they were donating money. And I'm like, oh, this is the last twenty five dollars in my pocket. Cool. I'm going to donate it. It's a great cause. I love it. They had kids out, bouncy houses, still protesting, you know, and, but I don't know where that money was going to. But I'm sure it was right. going to a good cause. Cool. Um, one of these protests I went to, it was uh, the BLM leader of Oklahoma, Black Lives Matter. You know, I was talking to her and telling her my story. She's like, you need to make a GoFundMe. You're, you're crazy if you don't make a GoFundMe, yeah. you know, and I, then I talked to the mayor of Oklahoma and we were talking and he was like, man, I, I support what you did. I'm sorry you had to go through that, blah, blah, blah. But OK, so after she said that, I said, OK, but it, the video already had died down. It's been a couple of days, you know, of me saying no, no, no. So a lot of people were telling me, oh, it's too late. You're not going to make as much money as you would have. And I'm like, that's okay. I'm not mad about it because I didn't want money in the first place. So when you sit here and ask me, like, you know, I appreciate it. But when you got to sit here and ask me, what can you help me with? I'm not even going to lie. I don't know because that's not, you know, what I was going for. I, I don't know. I, I just tell people all the time, if you donate to the GoFundMe that we decided to make, then you donate to it. But I had a lot of people saying like, oh, you know, you did this to get famous and you did this to get money. And I'm like, no, if I did this to get famous and get money, when that rapper asked to uh, when that rapper asked to pay my salary and trade songs and a chance the rapper was sharing it, you know, I would have been all hype. Oh, my God. Thank you for sharing my video. I didn't care about that. That's not right. I was just happy that these famous people were sharing it, that other people could hear my voice. You understand? It wasn't about money until this day. It's still not about money. I just I just feel like. Me and my girlfriend, we're going to figure it out how to support our son with that money or without that money. That's beautiful. Well, we're definitely going to share your uh, we're going to share your GoFundMe on all of our social media platforms. We'll put them in the show notes when the when this airs on our podcast. I want to ask you, after all of this and the fact that this is not about you quitting your job, this is not about the money. What? Let clarify for everybody. What is it about? What is the message? What do you want to get out there? If people hear anything or remember anything you did or said, what do you want them to hear from you? All law enforcement is not bad. All officers are not bad. I'm still going to go with that. Even if I don't ever get hired as a law enforcement officer ever again, I just want everyone to know that's my message behind this. Uh, in another interview I had, someone asked me, hey, do you do you think other officers should do what you did? And my answer was no, don't do what I did, um, because the whole point of that was to say that all officers are not bad. You understand? I see a lot of people in the comments saying, oh, yeah, it's still a cab. All officers are still bad because he is no longer an officer. He is no longer a CEO, you know, but it's not true because I, I still do a lot for my community that people don't know. Uh, like every Friday, you know, when I have my job, I still do it, but it, it feels different now. Uh, a lot of things every Friday in my uniform, I will come a little early because I live 45 minutes from my job and I will get a whole bunch of burgers, maybe about 30 burgers. And there's a, a lot of homeless people there. And I would just give it to the homeless people. And I would just give it to homeless people. One of the lady, one the girl that made my video go viral, I had her do it with me one day. And she's like, hey, do you want me to record you? I'm like, no, don't don't record me. Like, no, I don't want that to go viral. I don't want to, yeah, <laughs> I don't want that. I just, I just want you to see what I'm really about. And I want you to be a part of what I'm trying to do. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I just want people to realize, you know, like, like I said, I, I still do it every Friday, but it, it's different because I don't have that uniform anymore. So it's not, it's, it's people, I'm just a regular person now. So you're not seeing that all officers are not bad. You know, you're not driving in your car and seeing like, oh my, that that's that's a correction officer giving out burgers. You're not seeing that. Now you just say, oh, that's a black man giving out burgers, probably trying to get some clout. That's what you see, you know. Right. But if I if I have one message for everyone to say that all officers are not bad, I understand what you guys went through. I understand that police brutality is happening, but all officers are not bad, and that, that's my message. 
That's beautiful. And I have to touch on the fact that, yes, I understand when you say you're a regular person, you're meaning you're no longer in uniform. However, you will never be a regular person again. What you have done is one of the most beautiful things. And I'm sorry, I'm a very emotional person, but it is one of the most beautiful things we've ever seen. And the fact that you're coming out here as a black man, stating your message is that all officers are not bad. All law enforcement are not bad. And that was all you wanted to portray. That's all your message. That's all you wanted to be heard. You wanted to be in that uniform out there for people to see we're not all bad. And you still stand behind that. And that's such a beautiful thing. You will never be a regular person again, I promise. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. Hey, no matter what you do, I think you should, from what you've been telling me, you know how to uh, change people's minds. And that's evident by the passion you've had and the with your friend that passed and also in what you've done by going viral. You know, it just so happened to be this, but you're putting these moments for a reason. So your voice carries weight. So I think no matter what you do, you should somehow figure out a way to be able to speak and motivate people because you have a strong voice and to be so young doing it, you, you are, like I said, you're leaps and bounds ahead of a lot of people out here. So I commend yes. you for everything you do. Thank you. I, I believe I, I really believe that my job, me saying I wanted to take a knee in my uniform, my job would 100 percent support that because it, it I felt like it meant something for us. You know what I mean? 100 um, percent. You know, I, I'm sure like, you know, but there's times, you know, I feel like um, I, I was a CEO for a short time, but I feel like I'm one of the best CEOs you can possibly be. And why is that is because. There's just multiple times. There was this time I was in an elevator with about 12 inmates, you know, and we're just sitting there and an inmate looks at me and says, yo, Williams, I'm like, what's up? I'm just looking like, wait, what you got to say to me? Like, what's up? <laughs> but he, he said, you, you know, you know, we inmates, right? Like, you know, some of us are here for murder, right? I'm like, what you mean? He's like, you treat us, you treat us differently, bro. You treat us too, too, too like too friendly, bro. Like you, you got to have some more like, you know, I was just like, damn, all right. So you was about to stab me up. So you know, that that showed me that that was one thing that showed me like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. I just gotta be a little stronger. Another thing that showed me is uh I got in trouble because there's this one guy, I don't even remember his name, but he was he kept coming to jail. Like we let him out and he came back. We let him out and he came back. And I'm like, bro, what are you here for now? Like, I just happened, he, he was walking in, I just happened to see, I'm like, what are you here for? He's like, man, I keep coming here because I keep stealing. I'm hungry, bro. I'm like, bro, run my number down. I'm like, here's my number, bro. If you ever need food, call me. He's like, you're going to be at work. I'm like, you, I could leave work. I get an hour lunch. We could go eat. And I got in trouble for that because, you know, me not even realizing, you're not supposed to give out your personal numbers to inmates. You know, right. somebody, one of these, one of my captains that was telling me, sorry, she's a sergeant. She was telling me, she's like, there's homeless shelters and there's things you could have did for him. I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. Me as a person, I'm not going to no homeless shelter. That's just my yeah. pride. But if you came to me as a person and told me, here's my number, like, you, I would think about that. Like, yeah, I got you. But I'm not going to no homeless shelter and stuff like that. So that's how I felt. So that's the number two why I know, you know, I was doing my job. And there's another incident where my captain, one of the captains called me and he's like a high captain. He's like, Williams, he's like, you're, you're a great officer, but I see you on these cameras and, and you got to change some things. I'm like, what's up? He's like, when you pass the inmates, you know, you know, you, you pound them up and ask them about how his day is going. No, no, no. You got to be professional. You walk past him and you're like, what? Would you walk past like me? Like, you know what I mean? That, that's just not how I was brought up. You know what I mean? I do know that these inmates, some of them are here for some crazy reasons you know what i mean but i feel like i feel like if you talk to him you could change so much there was this guy you know that, that we're locking down the doors we're locking down the doors and i went to lock his door now and, and, and he's a big guy i'm six seven and he's maybe like six nine and i'm looking at him and he's just laying there like you know sad i'm like hey bro what's wrong what's up talk to me he's like man f you you don't want to hear what i gotta say i'm like bro i'm, I'm standing here what's up talk to me he's like Nah, man, close my door. F you, close my door. So I closed the door. I'm just like, you know, looking. There's a glass. I'm just looking through the glass. Like, see what he's doing. 
you know, he, he's just sitting there, like, wiping his tears. And I opened the door, and I know, like, you know, I'm definitely not supposed to do this. But, you know, I, I went in there, and I, like, sat on the bed with him. I'm like, yo, what's up? Talk to me. What's talk to me? He's like, man, they just, just gave me nine years for a murder that I committed when I was 16, uh, when I was 15. It's like, I'm 23 now, man. He's like, I can't see my family ever again. And it, I, I'm hurting, man. You know, I don't really remember what I told him. But, you know, I said, I, I know I because I always say this. I said, God doesn't put us through things that we can't handle. I said, you know, just he's putting you through this. Ask for forgiveness, you know, and you'll be good. You'll be good. And, you know, maybe it was about a 15 minute conversation. And as I was walking out the cell, to close, he said, Williams, what's up? Gave me a hug. I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, and I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm not supposed to. I can get fired for this. You know, he could grab my <laughs> key. You know, he can do anything. Right. But I feel like the way that I talk to these inmates is like, just God forbid, I hope this never happens to anybody. But if something happens and they want to stab somebody up, I know I'm not going to be the one. I know that because I talk to them. There's a, a, a not, there's so much cases I could tell you about in the jail, but there's one where I was walking out and the guy said, yo, Williams. I'm like, what's up? He's like, how long you been here? In Academy, they always say, never tell them how long you've been here. I'm like, I've been here for three years. He's like, stop lying with your big black ass. I'm like, why? I'm, <laughs> I'm like, why? I'm like, why you say that? He's like, you haven't been here for three years. Stop capping. I'm like, why you say that? He's like, bro, you see this conversation you're having with me right now? No other CEO would. You see how you went out and got toilet paper and bought it back? No other CEO would. They say they come back and never come back. I know you knew because you still care about you still care about us. And I was like, ah, oh. I'm like, oh, so this is what this is about. This is what this is about. And there's another, there's a, there's a CEO, his name is Watts. And there was this time we got a call. I was new. I think this was my second day. I was new. And they have bed bugs at the facility. And one of the guys was saying, like, ah, these bed bugs is biting me. They're biting me, man. They're biting me. And basically what they did, you know, he, he got thrown on the floor and like seven officers like lifted him up. And I moved. I stepped back. Like, hell no. I'm not going to be a part of this. He ain't going right. to sue me. No. So, right. you know, long story short, I ended up crying. And he's like, yo, what's up? I'm like, bro, he ain't need, y'all ain't need, seven people ain't need to do that to him, bro. Like, nah. Like, you know, he's telling me, like, bro, you, you got to understand, bro. You're a CEO. Like, you know, the, these things are going to happen. You, you can't be weak. Like, you know, you got to, you got to stay strong. I'm like, I understand that. But what if that was you? What if that was me? You know, that right. could be any of us. He's like, no, nah. he's like, I understand that. I understand that. But you gotta, gotta be strong. And and that's why my dad always tells me when I tell him what I want to do, he tells me law enforcement is not for you. He's like, no, he's like, it's not for you. You're too kind. You trust people too much. And, and I, I, I don't think this is a job for you. But I, I feel like it is because I feel like I, I can impact lives in the jail still. You know what I mean? Like, I know some of these people are here for life, but some of these people are not. Some of these people can leave this job and just me talking to them, they'll never come back ever again. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's why I wanted to be a correction officer. But a lot of my, you know, a lot of people in my family don't think that this is where I belong. They don't think I have that mindset to, you know, do that. But that's just a little bit that was happening at my job. One well, from those stories, it sounds like you have a huge heart. You're a good person and your heart's in the right place. So whether people think you're meant for law enforcement, whether you think that you might be blacklisted or what have you, you're going to end up making a huge difference in the world and getting your voice out there. And I definitely want to link up after this because I have some ideas I'd like to discuss with you um, yes, because we definitely want to see you rise up and raise that beautiful little boy of yours Thank and you. move on from this higher, better. And now with your, your story really truly being heard um, in your own words. And we so appreciate you no letting us be that platform. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Well, we appreciate you jumping on and having this uh, conversation with us, and we're happy to get the word out for you. So best of luck to you, and we just really want to see you succeed, bro. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it, man. And like I said, when you guys asked me what my message is, my message is also still the same. All cops are not bad. Another thing I just want to point out, the last thing is anyone that think I did this for money or to be famous, I said in one of my interviews, I don't want to take any big news reports i don't want to do any of that i want people like you guys are probably big but i just want someone that started like i did 
to interview me. You understand? So they, That's they exactly can get bigger. We I want I want us to bring each other up, bring each other up. You know, I'm I'm famous now. Come on, come be famous with me. Oh, you famous? Let me be famous with you. You know what I mean? I didn't want to go to somebody that's, you know, j- j- just my little 10 minutes of fame. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. If I'm going to have 10 minutes of fame, let my people have 10 minutes of fame also. And I just needed that to be said. Perfect. That's beautiful. So I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me. And I appreciate it. Well, that's our show for today on Goals Podcast. And we hope you enjoyed this interview that we had with Caval Williams. One thing we'd like to ask, click in the show notes to go ahead and go to his GoFundMe page and donate what you can. This young man is making a difference and he needs our support. Also, please like and subscribe and be sure to share with all your friends. On the next episode, we catch up with Sam Dulcine of Black Real Estate Dialogue and talk about real estate and how it can make a difference in your life. Catch us then. Peace.